From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. In April 2020, paramedics found the body of a woman in her home in Adelaide. She was alive, but only barely. A day later, she was dead. Anne-Marie Smith died on the 6th of April 2020 after a substantial period of neglect. Police believe Anne Smith spent the last year of her life confined to a cane chair where she slept, ate and went to the toilet. She died. The case shone a light on the abuse suffered by disabled people and the shortcomings of the care system in Australia. Anne-Marie Smith lived alone with a single carer looking after her. That carer is now charged with her manslaughter. Police are also preparing evidence for a coronial investigation, desperate to prevent a death like this again. Last month, Anne-Marie Smith's carer was sentenced for manslaughter. Many in the disability community believed that charge should have been murder. There were tears and anger outside a city courtroom as killer carer Rosa Mayoni was jailed for six years for the shocking neglect of Annie Smith. Six years is an absolute insult and a slap in the face, not only to Anne-Marie's memory, but to everyone who ever lived with the fear and the vulnerability that they or someone that they love might end up in that situation. Today, Georgia Cranko, a disability activist and writer for the Saturday paper, on what happened to Anne-Marie Smith and what the case tells us about how society treats disabled people. It's Tuesday, April 5. And a warning, this episode contains descriptions of serious abuse. Georgia, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today and also for writing about this case. I'm hoping that you could start by introducing yourself. Hi. Um, G-E-O, Georgia, Cranko, and I never, G-R-N-K-N-O, know how to describe myself because I do so many things. But I guess the main theme of my life is disability activism because I need to do it in order to just live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to introduce myself as well or Yeah, I was just I was just wondering what the best way to do that is. So for um people who are going to be listening obviously they won't be able to see us. Um so I think it would be helpful to explain how it is that we're communicating. Yep. Um how do you want me to uh introduce myself, Georgia? Or just say that I'm Hannah. <laughs> you do s so many roles in my life. I know. <laughs> How do you want me to describe myself for this? Support person? Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, my name's Hannah and I'm George's support person. During this interview, I'll be translating George's signs, which is unique signs that Georgia uses to spell out words. Right? 
So, Georgia, for this interview, I'm just going to um, repeat how it's running. So you and I are having a conversation and at times you'll be signing and Hannah will translate some of that sign language. And then at other times you're using assisted communication. Could you just explain that, that process to me? I use a communication device called a light writer. It basically is like an electronic typewriter, but with a second screen facing the person I am speaking to, so they can read what I am typing. And it also obviously speaks, but I don't love talking like a robot. And so, Georgia, you've been writing about the death of Anne-Marie Smith. Before we talk about specifically what happened to Anne-Marie and, and what led up to her death, I was hoping that you could actually just tell me a bit about who she was and, and what we know about her life before then. When I was researching, I was affronted with how L.I. Little there was about mm. who Anne was because with other cases of abuse, the media L.O. loves to explain who the victim was and what they were like. And I managed to find two articles and also during the Royal Commission, one of SCH school friends wrote a letter. She was someone who kept in contact with mm. her friends from primary school and fiercely Ella loved her and F fought for Anne to go to mainstream school and you have to remember this was 40 years ago mm -hmm. so you can imagine how hard that would have been. Like, even now, people have to advocate and push for PRO, proper education. If you're someone with a disability, she loved a baby. She loved Abba and her dogs. She had friends and family who adored her. And 
her mm. parents tried to safeguard her future by building her a house and leaving her enough money to live comfortably mm. and yet mm. this could happen in any nice neighborhood and it does and it is right now. So it sounds like Amory had a very loving, supportive family that she was close to. Do we know then when and and how her circumstance changed? It is so sad. She always really valued being independent and when her parents died she got in more paid care and for a few years friends reported her health was good and her home was tidy but when her service provider integrity care south australia changed management there seemed to be less supervision of her care and from that time in 2017 things started gradually slipping but it was only when Anne transitioned to N National Disability Insurance Scheme that she went down to one carer. So the situation then for Amory was that she was on the NDIS and there was just one person, one carer in the time leading up to her death. Can you tell me what we know about how she died, Georgia? What happened? And Marie Smith died in hospital from septic shock and multiple organ failure. When she was admitted to hospital, and Marie was unconscious. She had severe pressure sores over most of her lower body and was suffering from malnourishment that had caused all of her bottom teeth to decay and fall out. While Anne-Marie technically died due to septic shock and organ failure, her condition by the time paramedics were called was horrific. She had yeast infections under both breasts. Her entire body was covered in bodily fluid and feces and her body was decaying down to the bone. Paramedics who attended described the smell in the house as putrid. Anne-Marie literally rotted to death. And, Georgia, what's happened since then? Has anyone been held responsible? Mm. 
Following in Marie's death, the National Disability Insurance Scheme fined her care provider Integrity Care SA just $12,600, but this was not for the neglect and subsequent deaths that happened under their care, but instead they were fined for not reporting the death to the NDIS within the appropriate time frames. The NDIS Quality and Safeguards Commission also banned Integrity Care SA from operating citing numerous breaches of the NDIS Act. However, as no directors or managers of the company have been prosecuted as yet, this does not actually prevent them from operating under a different company or in a different organization, meaning the safety of disabled people in their care has not been protected. In mid-March of this year, Rosa Maria Mayone and Marie Smith's sole NDIS-funded carer was sentenced to just six years for manslaughter. We'll be back in a moment. As a a 7am listener, you value the story behind the headlines. That's why you should read Post, a free daily newsletter bringing you the top five news stories of the day, summarising each of their key points with links to full articles from a range of sources. Get the news you need to your inbox every weekday morning with Post. Sign up at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters. As a a 7am listener, you're already familiar with many of the journalists who work for The Saturday Paper. For a limited time, subscribe to Australia's leading independent news source, The Saturday Paper, and you'll receive The Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. Georgia, last month, Anne-Marie Smith's carer was convicted of manslaughter and was sentenced to more than six years in jail. Can you tell me what you think of that charge and of the sentence? I am outraged at how short the sentence is, because given Anne-Marie's medical condition when she died, it wasn't a case of gradual inattentiveness and inadequate care, like I thought it must have been when I first heard about it, but reading the graphic details and how Anne was sitting in her own shit and piss with rotting flesh, anyone could have seen she wasn't doing well, and needed serious medical intervention, I don't understand how someone who witnessed another human, not showering or moving for years wouldn't call someone, like what the hell, Anne's teeth had fallen out from decay, how could could someone not have seen that? There was medical expert who testified that reviewing the extent of her pressure wounds and was sitting off balance and in an uncomfortable position for weeks without being repositioned. Rosa Maria May own would have known Anne was going to die if she was left in the state she was, but Rosa did nothing. <laughs> Georgia, what does Anne-Marie's death and the way that her death was handled by authorities afterwards what does it all say to you about the value that was ultimately placed on on her life and, I suppose, by extension, the lives of other disabled people? I guess because it's so common, I know how utterly D-I-S-R disregarded disabled lives are. It's interesting because non-disabled people get all riotous about how horrible it is to abuse a vulnerable person. Like people think it's one-off cases of cruelty. But no, if you are outraged at Anne-Marie's death, you should be outraged every single day because the list of people who have died in care is horrifically long. 
And yet all the social justice activists are not even thinking about the humanity and the civil rights of disabled people, but they are protesting the treatment of refugees who experience the exact same systemic abuse and neglect, and they are also locked in awful living conditions. So it sounds like what you're saying is that, yes, Anne-Marie's death, it was terrible, it was horrific, but it was in no way isolated. Things like this, this kind of abuse and neglect, it it happens all the time to people in care and it's a systemic issue and and there is a, a lack of outrage around that as a whole. Is that right? It's hard because as long as there is ableism in society, there are no safeguards that will completely protect us as disabled people. I get so D-E-S despondent at how I foresee my whole life constantly fighting to just be and exist. What people don't want to see is that I have had people who loved me and fought every system so I could get educated and not be at the mercy of these broken systems. Georgia, thank you so much for having this conversation with me today. I really appreciate it. Sorry, it (laughs) took so long. Thanks so much for having me. You can read Georgia Cranko on the death of Anne-Marie Smith at thesaturdaypaper.com.au. This year, the Saturday Paper celebrates 10 years as Australia's leading independent newspaper. In that time, it's built a peerless reputation for quality journalism, for telling stories that are ignored elsewhere. It's the essential account of the week in politics, culture and news. When you read the Saturday Paper, you don't need to read anything else. Subscribe today from just $2.10 per week. Visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash subscribe. The Saturday Paper. The whole story. Also in the news today, from Monday, the fourth dose of the COVID-19 vaccine is available for anyone aged 65 years and older, people who live in aged care or disability care facilities, people who are deemed severely immunocompromised, 
and Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people aged 50 years and older. The Australian Technical Advisory Group on Immunisation says there is insufficient evidence of the benefits of an additional booster dose for people who don't fall into those categories. And Ukraine has accused Russia of war crimes after Ukrainian authorities reported 410 bodies were found in Bucha, a town on the outskirts of Kiev. The Ukrainian Minister of Foreign Affairs stated that Russia is worse than ISIS in the scale of ruthlessness and crimes committed. Russian soldiers rolled into Bucha in the early days of the invasion and stayed until March 30. Russia has denied the allegations that its soldiers killed civilians there. I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. See you tomorrow.